All right, the final score, guys, I know you've been listening to these interviews because I've got a lot of good feedback from you. One of the one of the biggest things I'm seeing, one of the guys are enjoy you guys are enjoying out there, is talking to some of these ACC basketball players, especially the guys from the 80s and the 90s, which, you know, this era in the 80s, I would say to the 80s to the 90s, was the best time for college basketball, and the best conference by far was the ACC. This guy was right in the thick of it in the early 80s to the mid-80s. He was at Star, Star at Clemson University under uh, Bill Foster and Cliff Ellis. I'm talking about none other then Vince the Prince Hamilton. He's with us tonight. How are you doing, Mr. Hamilton? Oh, just doing just great under the circumstances, Stevie. Doing just fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a tough tough situation we're going through now. I hope you uh hope all uh, you and your family are doing well with this and how are you handling this uh I guess this well it had, it hasn't turned into a quarantine yet, but it it's <laughs> definitely it's definitely different circumstances that are going on right now. It's a lot different, you know. I'm used to being at basketball games, yeah. big tournaments, and, and different things, and, and tournament games. So it's it's a lot different. Not seeing basketball, not being around it. So that's some of the things I miss greatly right now. But I'm having a lot of good time with my family, so I'm using it the best I can. Yeah, that's that's the the bright side you have to take from it. When all this going, of course, we're totally disappointed. No March Madness this year, and but you know you have to look on the bright side. You get to spend a lot of time with your family and uh, get get reacquainted. I guess what you say because I know I've got my, me and my wife and I've got a 15 about to turn 16. Matter of fact, on Sunday she turned 16. Uh, the year old daughter that we don't with the hustle and bustle everything going on we don't we don't get to sit down a whole lot and talk and we've done that a few you know we've done that more this past two weeks than we have before. But it's still. I miss I miss the whole March Madness deal. I, I I'm sorry. I, I miss having <laughs> I, I miss having my bracket that I picked in front of me. Just and usually by now it would probably be busted wide open. I, I, but, uh, <laughs> especially this year, I just had a feeling this year that you know with and and I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, this has been a different year for college basketball, of course. And this was even before. What what's going on uh, with the cancellations and everything? This was a year that I think, and I I've talked to several other players about this, and some of them agree with me that you know the whole one and done thing has caught up with the NCAA, and now this was the best chance this year, and it may you know next year may be the same way that a mid major would have to be to win the NCAA championship. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but uh, there was no dominant team up there like a like it's usually a Kansas, a Duke, a Carolina, Kentucky. There was no dominant team that you said, "Oh yeah, they're the they're the definite favorites to win this tournament." I agree. I agree with uh, with you. I think this year was a a wide open year. I think there was we had some really good teams there that was coming together at the end of the season, but I do think it was a wide open year. I think anyone who got hot at the right time, kept people on their squads from injury, had a really good chance of going as far as possible. Yeah, and I th- that's I th- the way I see it. I tell you, one team that I was that I was kept mentioning, and I think they had a good chance was Dayton. Uh, I think yeah. I think they had the 
you know, the the squad, the talent to do it, and they had guys that had been there a while, that experience factor. You know, it's good to have these talented guys come out of high school, but, back, you know, back in when you were playing, you know, you didn't have these guys leaving after a year. You, you guys were there. Some some left after their junior year, but you guys were mostly there three, four years, right? That's correct. Most Most guys for sure played. Uh, at least three years, two to you know, two to three years, three years. More, 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 majority of them played four, four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, the truth. So, yeah, we we had most of the time we had very experienced players, uh, very groomed players, um, and really had a lot to put into it because they they were at the university so long, so they got a chance to be really more of a family. Exactly. Uh, but, and so that's one of the things that's missing today. So yeah, it, it definitely is. And I and you'll find out the more we talk. I'm an old school fan. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like I said before we went on the air talking about the old ACC handbooks. I miss them. I'll get mine out, and look at them every once in a while, and and man, it's 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 just not the same anymore. But let's talk about you. I know growing up you had to be a basketball fan. Now you grew up in North Carolina, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Rutherfordton, no North Carolina, right? That's where I grew up at. Yeah, so you were ba- yes, I'm sure you were a basketball fan. Now, now who, would, who did you pull for back then? Being a North Carolina guy, I know it was probably one or two, but maybe you'll surprise me. Oh, I, you know, I pulled for, for sure I pulled for NC State, and I pulled for UNC. Okay. That was the teams I pulled for because of, First of all, David Thompson, yeah. who was one of the legends, he lived only 15 miles from me, played in the same conference. I can remember going and watching when I was younger. So I had this, you know, almost every player then had this idea of trying to be like Thompson. And then I always loved Carolina because they they were so good. They had so many good teams. I really loved Coach Smith. And, and then speaking with all the players in the past, they really liked them. So I always liked UNC, too. Right. And I really didn't know about Duke. I did actually start liking Duke when Coach K got there because, right. you know, when I first came into the ACC, uh, I wasn't highly recruited. And Coach Bavano and Coach Koscheski, both of them, they had no idea about recruiting this area because they came from other areas. So, so they didn't even know, you know, when I was really recruited. They, they had just got hired that year, you know, so. I, I respect all those programs. Right. Yeah. So right. that was the two. Those are the two. Right. So, did you? Were there any other sports you played in high school besides basketball? Uh, you know, I when I got to high school, I played all sports getting up to high school, and then when I got up to high school, I decided that I had to make a decision, and I decided to stay with basketball. I ran cross country and also ran track. Okay. So what? When did you know you know basketball was going to be what got you to the next level? I mean, that, that you felt like, hey, I, I'm good. I'm pretty good at this. I think, and I'm going to get to play at the next level of this. You know, I, I always knew it. I knew it when I was in the, I think it was the third or second grade. I remember being down in my basement. My parents bought me a basketball hoop back then. We had it down in my basement, mm-hmm. and I would be playing all day. Long. Matter of fact, my mother one time she was a school teacher, so she was playing with me, and I threw the ball and hit her in the eye. And she went to school and was like, "What happened to you?" And she had to tell me, "Hey, you know my son, you know 
basketball. I was playing with him at the end of the, year, the night. So <laughs> I, I knew really then that I was going to be a basketball player. Right. So what you said you weren't highly recruited. What schools were, were some of the schools that were uh, trying to get you to come play for besides Clemson? You know, uh, we had a great high school team. Our high school team uh, from Rutherford was a 3A team next to the biggest 4A. But we played a lot of 4A schools and, and, and managed to beat them. But we were 32-0. and 0. Oh. We still had the best record in the state of North Carolina. But we're 32 wins, and it's been four years. No other team has been able to do it. And we still didn't get highly recruited because, you know, it was the first time we ever won a state championship. And uh, I had a junior college Brevard. I had four schools that really recruited me. Right. Junior college Brevard. Uh-huh. I had uh, Appalachian State. I had UNC Spartanburg. Uh, and that's really that's really the fourth school that came into play was Clemson. The other guy, I mean, it was unreal. I didn't really get highly recruited. Yeah. And even to get to Clemson, you know, it was very difficult. I got there. I was the last guy in the country to sign that year because uh, they had a, a recruit that transferred. So, well, what was when? So you went ahead, went to Clemson, of course. Uh, first impressions when you got to Clemson. You know, when I when I when I got to Clemson, you know, they told my parents, you know, you're not going. They went to the Elite Eight the year before. They had a lot of guys back, Nance, mm-hmm. Mitchell, Wiggins, a bunch of guys. You know, and they said, you're not even going to play for two years, so I'm going to become here. They were really straight up with me, right? That's where I'm going. That's exactly where I'm going, right there, you know. So I was impressed with Coach Foster, who at the time, and the coaching staff. They were really first-class coaches. They really cared about you more than just being an athlete. And that really was a, a selling point for me, they in the living room, they told the truth to my parents. Hey, look, I'm going to have the opportunity. He's going to get a good education. You work on it. That really, so that really sold me on going to Clemson. And I had told Bobby Crimmins, who was the head coach at Blackman State, "Give me seven days, and I'm going to sign with you." And then Clemson came in the last day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he was a little upset about that. Well, you know, I, I kid you not. When I told him, he, this is what he told me. He said, Vince, I can't, I can't lie. That's a great program. Yeah. You, you don't have to do it. And then the next year, you went to Georgia Tech. Yeah, so he didn't <laughs> say too much. So he would have left you there high and dry. <laughs> yeah, so. so what what was it like playing for Coach Foster? You know, Coach Foster, um, you know, when I got there was, he was, he was smart, smart coach, you know, like really smart, always had different uh, quotes and things that he would give us, really disciplined, but actually with some freedom. Uh, that kind of coach, you know, could talk to him easy. I had a really good relationship with him, you know. So, you know, I, my, my way of talking about him is maybe different, but I really had a great relationship with him. And, Really knew the X and O's, you know, and more of an old school type coach back in those days, you know, the way the game was played. You know, right. play a lot different than that. So that's what I can say about Coach Foster. I had him for three years, 
he left and went to Miami. Yeah. And my senior year, I ended up with Cliff Ellis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So you had two two really good coaches while you were there. But yes. Yes. Coming out of that first game, you play, you guys play Cornell. What was it like being able to go out and say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm playing at an ACC school, a high caliber ACC school, just going out that first game at Little John against Cornell, though? You know, I, I was ready. You know, when I first went there, like I said, I was the last guy signed that year. They had three other freshmen in front of me. One was Clark Bynum and I think Raymond Jones, my roommate, mm-hmm. and Mark Campbell. They were parade All-Americans. They were, yeah. I think, ninth and 10th players in the country. And Mark was 25th. I was nowhere around. And But I had already played with him in the summer. And I, and I, I knew, look, I had played with everybody. I knew then. Look, I could play with anybody because <laughs> I, I was really showing during the summertime that I was going to be one of the better players. Uh, I had to really display that in the summertime. So I, when I walked out of court, I was confident then as anybody because I, here I was when this little guy coming in from a little small place playing against all these big-name guys, and I was still shining doing the practices and the scrimmages. Right. So I knew I could do it. But walking out on that court, Oh, man, it was a dream come true. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it was a true dream, dream come true. And, and really didn't even realize, I kid you not, I realized I was even in ACC. It's kind of like it was almost unreal. I mean, it was unreal that I would be playing in the area. And the next year, hey, I'm playing against James Worthy and Al yeah. Wood. And all those guys that I had just saw that I was looking up to the year before. You know, so it was it was something else to be able to be in that arena. Yeah, and one of the games you guys you know go through this this first year schedule. Uh, you take home number fifteen, Indiana. You guys beat them by one. Uh, we're talking about a pretty stacked team. They were number 15 in the nation at the time. Uh, you had Ray Tolbert, Randy Whitman, and, and some guy named uh, Isaiah Thomas on that team. <laughs> yeah. 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 What, what was it like being a, a, on the court with Isaiah? I tell you, it was something else. We we stayed on the good side of Hawaii at that time. Yeah. Coach Knight had them guys staying way off. They couldn't do anything. I mean, they went out there, and literally they were quarantined in Hawaii. So I remember that night, that was the seventh game of the season. And on the board, when Coach Foster got in the, on the board, he said, he wrote up the start lineup. He said, Vince, you're starting tonight. <laughs> that was my first start. Wow. And we won that game. And I can recollect, I think the last play of that game, I think it was Chris Dodds and me. We trapped Isaiah. I stole the ball from him and threw it to Chris Dodds, and he went down to hit a layup, and that was the winning basket. Yeah, 58-57. <laughs> yes, in the Hawaii Classic. So from then on, I maintained and kept working and kept my starting position for the whole time on day clip. That's so. right. The rest is history. <laughs> Uh, let's talk a little bit about one of your teammates that year, the legendary Clemson player, uh, and went on to have a great career in the NBA, Larry Nance. What was it like playing with Larry Nance? I'll tell you, man, any player would want to play with Larry. I mean, this guy was funny, but serious when he stepped on the court. Was always a team player, but had the heart of wanting to win when he stepped out of the court. Just an overall 
nice person. You know, you just a nice person. You know, they always say you got to be a shark to be a shark and get in the NBA. And all. That's not true. I mean, this kid, Larry was a good guy. But when he got on the court, you knew he had your back. You knew. When you throw him the ball, I could throw the ball to him. We got this connection when I was a player. If I could throw the ball anywhere around the rim, he go get it. Just throw it up, he go get it. I mean, we had his report. I remember when I was a freshman. But he was a, a great guy to play with. Now, I wish I could play with him. More years, or at least another year. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's a shame you got there, and he had to leave right after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, talk about one of the one of the legendary ACC teams that you guys played twice. You know, highly ranked every year. Of course, when they had this guy, talk about uh, playing Virginia, and they had Ralph Sampson, Othell Wilson, among others. What was it like? <laughs> what was it like taking on Ralph Sampson and, and company? Oh, my God, it was crazy. It was so crazy that even our fans and certain people, oh, my God, Ralph Simpson's coming down. I remember <laughs> he came, they came down you know, back there you know, with their bus going down to our tunnel, and people were all over the tunnel. They had to hold him back just seeing Ralph Sampson. Yeah. And he was as good as people said he was. He was that great. Yes, he was. In that day. I don't know if you and anybody say he was that great. One of the greatest ones ever played the game. The guy, I mean, he was unreal to play against and tough, and you know, didn't take anything. I remember an ACC tournament. He had a dunk wide open, and I went down the court and I fouled him. But I, I challenged him, and boy, ever since every time we see that, he says, "Man, what are you doing trying to stop me from getting my dunk?" <laughs> I didn't let him get it. I did not let him get it, though. That's my little claim to flame on, on, on him. But he got the better because he won the game. So right. that's the most important. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you guys end the ACC season that year with a, a 54-52 overtime win against Duke at Little John, which, uh, you know, this was this was kind of before Duke really caught uh, fight. We, Coach K had just got there. And he really had really didn't have his system in yet, but uh, to get a win over Duke and an overtime win to, to to end the ACC season, go into the ACC tournament was was probably probably something to get y'all's momentum going there. Oh yes, no doubt about that. Anytime you you beat a team from the state of North Carolina, as I tell people, I live in Wisconsin. I say you guys don't know basketball till you come <laughs> to the Carolina. Y'all may know football. You know, when it comes to the pro level, because the pack is up here. But I said, look, I come from basketball country. That's right. Period. <laughs> Tobacco Road. <laughs> yes, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And it still holds up to true today, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, and then you, what was it like, your first ACC tournament? Because you, you guys played at the Capitol Center. You played against Wake, which you lost You lost for the first time. But what was it like? What was the atmosphere like for that first ACC tournament? Oh, man, I mean, I tell you, the ACC tournament is just like, it's, it can be on the scale of being like a, a mini uh, uh, NCAA championship. I kid you not, the atmosphere, the people, the, the seriousness of it, I mean, it is, I mean, the scouts are there, the fans are there, the media is there, I mean, it, and it means so much, too to each individual team to come yeah. out of there with that ACC championship, even if you don't do nothing else. It's like, it, we know, for bragging rights, it's like, hey, 
you do well in this tournament, you had to do something. You're not, it ain't going to be given to you, you know. And so it's a rite of passage to go through that and, and do well. And so it was unreal. It was unreal going into the ACC tournament and having everybody's fans yeah. involved in yeah. being in the, at, the, at the stadium, you know, <laughs> and, and getting reactions from them. You yeah. know, like people would like me from other teams, right, you know, and, you know, like other teams. And, oh, you you come from North Carolina. Wish you could have been on Carolina, but well, you are a Carolina kid, you know, stuff like that, you know. <laughs> so it was something. Yeah. And it, <laughs> but, and, and I don't know about you, but one of the things when I was growing up, when I was a kid, the, the thing I look forward to the most, and like I told you, I'm old school. Was Friday at twelve. Friday at twelve o'clock. <laughs> yeah. You know, if we were in school, most of the time we had a radio, or or every once in a while, a, a cool teacher would bring a TV in there. We could pick up something on, and we could watch watch till we got you know the first two games, uh, till we got out of school. But you know this, it, and and I know it's necessary with the expansion and everything. But you know, starting to play in games on the tournament on Tuesday, I'm just like. You know, just give me Friday at 12. And then not, not having the game, you know, I always, it was always go to church on Sunday, get out, get ready for the ACC championship game. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. now the Saturday night games, I know they want it in prime time. But, like I said, I'm old school. I'd rather, I, I just, that tradition of, of Sunday, the championship game, I always loved that. Yes, yeah, I agree. It, so, yeah. You come back for your sophomore year. Larry Nance has, has, has gone on. He's graduated. Did you feel like you had to take more? And I know you were just a sophomore, but did you feel like you had to take more of a leadership role on that team in your sophomore year? Uh, you know, I, I did. I knew Larry was gone. We had, I think, Horace Wyatt, not Grant, was there at the time. He All was right. the senior, him and Fred Gilliam. I think they were the only seniors uh, maybe – yeah, Fred was a junior. You had uh, yeah. Bill Ross and and Horace White were the seniors. Yes, exactly. So uh, we're having those guys there. Those guys, Horace was always a, a leader, vocal leader, and you know he made sure. You know, when I know one thing, nobody's gonna mess with me. You know, with Horace <laughs> around, I can tell you that he protected <laughs> me, and he he was a team player. And, you know, he was one of those guys, too, that was kind of before his time. He was a 6'11", really three-man. But at that time, nobody would play a three-man, you know, at that kind of height, almost right. seven foot. But that's really what he was. And But he had to go play center and, you know, and that, and, and that kind of thing. But, yeah, you know, I felt like I had to step up. The coaches met with me for the season say, look, you're going to have to, you know, do more. We're going to expect more for you and, and I went to work. I went to work. I remember James Worthy blocking one of my shots. I was in the corner, and I had a shot, and I shot it, and he blocked it. Even for he was standing in the lane. I don't know how he got there out there to block it. Coaches <laughs> said, you know what? You're getting shot. Your shot is too slow. So all summer, I worked on that. All summer. I mean, I mean, I went to work. And after that, and that's where that's where I developed what they call the rainbow archer shot. You can't block it. I don't care who you are. You're not blocking because it goes straight up in the air and then it falls. It it goes up rainbow and it goes down. So you you can't actually not block it. I don't think I ever got my shot blocked again. <laughs> so 
And you mentioned Worthington. What was it like playing? I mean, that your sophomore year, that, that was the year they win the national championship. Uh, playing against a team with, like, uh, Jimmy Black, Matt Doherty, Sam Perkins, uh, James Worthington, and then that, that other guy, I think his name was Jordan. I mean, what, what was it like playing against the, the, the Tar Heels? Well, you know, when you play against the Tar Heels, you know you were playing elite. When it comes to Indiana, we were playing Indiana or Tar Heels. It was sure the Tar Heels at that time. You were playing elite, you know, no doubt about it, no matter what. So everybody really feared more than anybody was James Worthy. Right. You know, at that time, at that Jordan time, yeah. was, a, was a freshman, you know. James Worthy was the guy, man. That guy, when he went, he walked, it was like, you better watch out for Worthy. You better watch out for Worthy, you know, because he's already a legend in the state of North Carolina, so already knew about it. He knew about what Worthy could do. And so he had the biggest name in the Seattle report, even when, no matter who we played. And then Perkins, you know, he, was, he had gained his name because he actually beat me by one vote for rookie of the for the Rookie of the year. Yeah. The year before, he beat me by one vote. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, we know he was good, you know, and so they always had the big names, you know, and guys that were elite, and we didn't have all the elite, you know, a lot of times. We had some, but they usually had all of them, you know. Yeah. It was a little bit different, so. Yeah, then, yeah. the end of the year again, you're playing at Duke this time. Another classic overtime, three overtime games. This time you guys on the short end of stick, 73-72 at Cameron. Uh, at a time before the Cameron Crazies got really started in, there, there wasn't such a thing as the Cameron Crazies, I don't think, back in uh, 82. Right. But, uh, right. yeah, classic game there. What was like a three-overtime game? Yeah. <laughs> yes, is, that, is that the game that, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name now. There's another Vince, warning that played for Duke. Vince Taylor. Did, Vince did, Taylor. Is that the game he hit the shot to win it in overtime, in the third overtime? Yeah, Vince Taylor, yeah. yeah. Vince Taylor, man. Vince the Prince Taylor. That's, that's kind of how my name got developed, because Vince the Prince. There was two Vince the Princes going on doing that day. <laughs> Vince the Prince Taylor, yeah. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Seeing, I remember seeing highlights of that game, I think, on Channel 5, and just seeing how it was going back for I was like, this game is never going to end. But I, I had to feel like that that way for you, too. Yeah, it felt that way. It felt that way. It was a battle, you know, and being able to stay with them, you know, in that in that overtime game like that. So even though we lost, we felt like, hey, it still was a win. That's kind of how we felt, you know. Yeah, then you get to the ACC tournament again. You take on Ralph Sampson and the Cavaliers. You guys actually, they're number three in the nation. You guys actually come close to pulling off the upset, only lose 56-54. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and <laughs> now, can, you, can you imagine the the shockwaves that would have sent those with Ralph Sanders oh. going down in the first round of the uh, ACC oh, tournament? Oh, my God. I mean, Everything in my career would have been different. Everybody <laughs> in the guys' careers on the team would have been a whole different new road. I kid you not. You know it. That's how it works, you know, with the media and everything. We were always, I kid you not, when I was at Clemson, we were always on the edge of being the best team. We were always one play away or some injury away. I mean, it happened almost my whole career there. You know, even when Ernest Grant came, they were young, 
they, they, they weren't ready yet. Right. And then I'd leave. You know, it was always like that. We never had three, you know, like when you a lot of the other teams, they always had it. at least three of them that you know was the key. Three. That yeah. three that, you know, they were what they do no matter what you dig. You know. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. You know, so. so you come back for your junior year. Unfortunately, three games into the season, you, you hurt your wrist. Uh, how yeah. how hard was it to sit on the sidelines the rest of the year? It was difficult. You know, I actually had scouts telling me after the ACC tournament of my sophomore year that I, that I could declare for the NBA. I actually had scouts telling me that. I mean, you'd be surprised, some big-name scouts. So, and... I was coming out that next year, and the three-point shot was put in. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what I shot. I mean, I was almost like before my time. I mean, a lot of my shots were three-pointers. I mean, and so they put it in. I played three games in the third game up in Anchorage, Alaska. I went in to block a, a dunk, blocked it, had lower backboards, and, you know, they were down lower. Flip all the way up under, came down, and uh, broke it. I mean, completely tore it apart. Uh. And so, I mean, that was a devastating for me. I mean, that was able to sit out when I and I was one of the leading scorers in the league at the time. They actually picked yeah, yeah. me to be one of the leading scorers, and I was aimed to be that right there with the three point shot and everything. And the next year, they took the three point shot out. <laughs> so, the rehab was difficult, you know, sitting at home, going and watching my friends and all that. But I tell you what I did. I went to practice every day, and I worked on my left hand every day. And I carried. I dribbled left. I shot left. I can, I'm at, at Esther's. I can shoot both hands from, from anywhere, basically. And that's what I did. I didn't really stop working on stuff. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and then you... Of course, you get another another year of eligibility. You know they don't count yeah. that season, so you you know you got at least two more years there. Uh, but you come back, come back for the eighty three eighty four season, your your junior year again. Uh, what was what was the feel like when you got back? You were able to get back on the court again. I know after all that all that time, it had to be a big sense of relief and like man, this is uh, you know I'm back. You know, it was a relief, and then at the same time, it, it was you know it was it, it was something it was a challenge because you have to go back, and now you got guys that have already stepped in and started for a year, and you know, expect to stay, keep their position, and now I have to come in and earn my way back. And you know, like I tell everybody, it takes it's true, it takes you about two years. They really come back from an injury, a, a right. bad injury. It, it really do. You know, your confidence is not the same. You know, you just think you're going to be the same, but you won't. You just won't. And you're hesitant on something. Your confidence is not always the same. And everybody looks at you differently, too. So, you know, that was a challenge for me. Yeah, everybody, you know, I, I, <laughs> everybody probably figured, does he still have it? Exactly. Can he still shoot? Can he still do all that stuff? And, you know, so I had to prove it all over again. I can catch it up. It was almost basically like starting over again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did a good job. You did a good job with it. So, uh, 
Let's talk a little bit about two of the guys that were kind of young guys on that team that year. Of course, one was a freshman uh, and then another sophomore. Let's start off, uh, Chris Michael. Uh, he, he was one of those guys that wasn't, wasn't really the flashy guy, kind of like a role player, but had a, had a good role with it with those teams. That, what, what was it like playing with Chris Michael? I'm going to tell you, Chris Michael, I, I just saw him not too long ago. Because you remember, now you don't, I don't know if you know, Chris Michaels actually was on my high school team. No, I didn't know that. And yeah, we were from Rutherford, too. Okay. Too. So, yes, Chris Michaels is on my old teammates, so and we both ended up on Clemson. I got there first, and he went to the, uh, for a year at Clemson, and he came the year after that. So, he was, Chris Michaels is this talented guy, you know, that, that you could have. I, I mean, when I look at guys today, I'm telling you, He's in that range of talent. I'm not fast, quick. I mean, he can do it all. He wasn't always consistent all the time, but I'm telling you, if he had it, he was good as anybody that played. Uh, he stopped people defensively. He scored. He got the basketball. It's six, six, seven. I mean, that's. I kid you not. Yeah, so. definitely one of the more. <laughs> you know, when you when you talk about some of these guys in ACC basketball, some of these underrated guys, and people people you know talk to me about. Well, I, I, you don't. I don't remember that guy, but you know, Chris Michael always stood out to me as one of those underrated players. He was. He was. <laughs> he was. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, Chris Michaels was. He was underrated player in my book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then you had a freshman there that went on uh, to have a pretty great career at Clemson and a, and a pretty solid NBA career. I'm talking about Horace Grant. What was it like playing with Horace Grant? Man, I knew it from day one. You know, any kid didn't have hardly anything. You know, I remember I had to give him one of my coats. He didn't when we we're going to the training camp. I mean, going to the training training table. Uh, to eat, I mean, he, him, and, he, see, him and his brother came to Clemson. Yeah, Harvey, Harvey and Harvey. Harvey. So Harvey had to transfer because of some things that happened. But they both, especially Hart, had that just, he had that, what you call that it factor, that IQ, <laughs> you know, for a big man, yeah. you, know, you know, a big man. And he had that IQ from day one I saw him. It's like, this guy knows how to play the game right here. You know, yeah. you know. And then he started, he really started to take out the year after I left. He started to come on at the end of the season when I left. So, like, I knew then when I first saw him just the way he could pass the ball, how he knew where to be in the position, and how he battled. It didn't matter if a guy was bigger than him, which most of them big guys were bigger physically than him. Right. When he first came in, he, he knew how to beat them. Yeah, he, he did. You know, I, of course, I'm a, I'm a Carolina fan. And I would, I turned into a Bulls fan when Jordan got there. But Horace was always one of my favorite Bulls players, and I hated to see him leave and, and leave the Bulls when he did. But uh, you know, man, he was just awesome at Clemson. He, like you said, he got better every year. Every year, yeah, every year, no doubt about it. Now you guys, you guys, I think every year you guys must play. They must have had it mapped out where you played Duke at the time. You played Duke the last last yep. SEC game of the year. Now Duke has yep. caught fire here. They've got had a little success. They're number fifteen in the nation. And you guys go over to Cameron 
and upset the number 15 team in the nation, 77-76. That, you know, and that, and that was back when Kay really had things starting to go his way then. So you got, that's pretty much a big feather in your hat beating Duke uh, when they were getting they were getting rolling with Johnny oh. Dawkins, uh, David Henderson, Mark Allery, yeah. Jay Billis. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah, I know. You're right. That's a big that's a big one on my map, man, for going in the, in the Cameron against that team and winning that game. Yes, indeed. That's a big game. That was a big step. We look at it like that. I'm telling you, it was. And we had to earn it. You know, ain't nobody yeah. giving you nothing in ACC. You ain't going to get, I don't care who you play in ACC, you're never going to be given anything. <laughs> no, no. You have to earn it. No, and that, I mean, with that competition, I mean, you look at it, and that's one thing we talk about, that competition from top to bottom. Uh, you know, with <laughs> not just the Clemsons, but, you know, Maryland with Lynn Bias, Adrian Brand. Yes. Uh, yeah. Virginia, of course, we talked about with Ralph Sampson. NC State, who we had to talk about with Wittenberg, Bailey, yeah. Lowe, uh, yeah. Cozell McQueen, uh, you know, Terry Gannon and, and Lorenzo Charles. You know, you right. had two national champions in a row come from the ACC that, at that time. So, I mean, right. it's every every game is a test when you play. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech with with Price and Sally and them. I mean, you, exactly. It was it was never a night where you say, oh, "Okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those easy games." It was never a night like that in the ACC back then. I agree. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you, Steve. I yeah. agree with you, hundred percent, no doubt about it. And yeah, talk a little bit. Like we hadn't talked about this yet. What was it like playing at Little John? You know, Little John was awesome. You know, the fans at Clemson. I mean. It doesn't matter if it's football, you know, and we know football is, is always the big king down there. I mean, it's, it, that's just the way it is, you know. But the fans, man, they fans for life. It doesn't matter you win or lose. Clemson fans, if you're a Clemson fan, you're a Clemson, they're going to be for you. I kid you not. They're, they're going to be for you. They're going to support you. You know, I always, I mean, I got people now, I mean, here today, I mean, contact me on Facebook and everything because, they were close. I remember with this, and I remember that, <laughs> and, I, and I actually be talking to. Them. I mean, it's just unreal how many people that I are in contact with through that kind of uh, media well, and, and doing these days because of the old days. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I wasn't even. I, I was I, like I said. I tell these guys that I interview because I've interviewed some guys from state. Uh, you know, a lot of guys from state, some Carolina guys. I think you're the first Clemson basketball player I've, I've interviewed. But, you know, I tell them guys, and, and there was there's a few other from other schools, but I tell them I'm a Carolina fan, but I was also an ACC basketball fan. And, and I agree. you know, you stuck out. You always stuck out because I remember I didn't – I came from a small town. We didn't have cable, so we didn't have ESPN. And I got to listen to stuff on the radio. I mean, like the Carolina games on the radio, I had to listen to that. But like I said, the ACC handbook, I knew that cover to cover. And I knew all about I didn't get to see Clemson basketball much unless it was the Holly Farms, and I miss it so much. The Holly Farms game of the week. And you yeah. came on, you had one <laughs> yeah. game, you had one game, maybe a Tuesday and a Wednesday game, and then you had a doubleheader on Saturday. And, and, you know, every once in a while when you got to see a different team than a Carolina like that, you know, I paid attention to stuff like that. I was like, this is, 
you know, when I, after reading that handbook, I said, this is who the, the guys that, that are the stars for this team, for Clemson. Like if it was a Clemson and a Georgia Tech that I didn't get to see a whole lot about. But I knew who who was who right. to look for on that because of that. And, and you know, it was just a great time for ACC basketball. I know I keep saying that, but it was. It was a great time for college basketball back then. Uh, I agree. But your senior year, Coach Foster leaves. What was it like when you found out Coach Foster was leaving? You know, it was tough. You know, I mean, that was, it definitely was tough because, you know, here you had spent all these days, basically, I was there four years with, with the coach. Yeah. I registered one year. And, you know, I had this rapport with all the coaches. I mean, with the players. And then, you know, coach, he told me, he like, oh, man, he called me in the office and told me, you know, that this opportunity is arrived and he would have to be leaving and that, um, that Clemson don't work. If Clemson finds somebody, uh, you know, to come in and and do the right thing by the players, he actually told me that. So I, I was still hurt though because yeah. you know I'm used to one system, and then I coach Coach Ellis comes in, and then I get my establish my rapport with him, and he has a whole totally different system. He has a fast paced system. <laughs> Coach had more of a more the old style system, you know. Where Coach Foster had, the, I mean, Coach uh, Ellis had this fast pace, moving the ball type type uh, pace type offense, and he put me in the point guard position where now I have to pass the ball more. You know what I mean? I got to. Right. I'm responsible. I'm gonna have a different head now. I got to actually play point guard and run the team. So I had to take off. With that, at the beginning of the year, I had to play point for the majority of the year to start off, and that was a that was a challenge. I hadn't played point before, you know, and I could play it, but that was that was a challenge. It changed a lot, you know, in my profile. That helped me a little bit because the pro scouts said, "Hey, look, now we know he could do that," you know, because they didn't really see me play that position before, right? You know, so so it was a challenge and. But I was up to it because at that time, you know, I was the captain of the team, the leading. Like I, I, I knew I had one year, and I had to make the best out of it. And and it, and it was a good year. we actually had a really good year. I mean, it was yeah, you, it was a really you guys <laughs> you know, were, a good were year. you know it, you were sixteen thirteen, but you know you had some big big wins. Uh, yeah. Just just a few of them to talk about. You guys go to. Uh, Georgia Tech, number nine in the nation at the time. You guys beat them by nine and then come yeah. back and uh, they probably one of you, something that you probably talk about a lot. I would if I was you too. Go, beating Carolina at Little John and they were ranked number 11 in the nation at the time. You guys beat them 52 yep. to 50. Uh, you know, I probably I probably didn't like you too much that night. But, you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, that, that's something that, that I'm sure – that you were kind of motivated, if anything, more motivated for that game being from North Carolina than any of the games on that schedule. Oh, yeah, that's that's a highlight game. No doubt about that in my career because, you know, when you come from a place where, you know, looking at the games and being a fan of Carolina, that always, I actually had a, I actually had a circle written by all those games, specifically <laughs> Carolina State. Like that was like when I go home, it wasn't necessarily like I hate them. It's just like I got to tell y'all that I'm I'm from Carolina. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I'm from Carolina. 
you know, I'm not going to back down for anybody. You know, I'm from the state of North Carolina, you know, so I'm going to show you. And although I'm a Clemson and I love Clemson, that's kind of how it was always so pregnant. When you go there, you got to show that you from the state of Carolina. You know, but yeah. you got to show. So it was unreal. When that game is definitely, I would say, the highlight game of my career. Yeah. The win yeah, that exactly. game. That's the only one we wanted against Carolina. Yeah. It's the it, only game. Yeah, and then you, and we'll talk about this a little bit. What you think about this? And this cat, the whole mystique kind of got uh, taken away this year because Clemson did go to Chapel Hill and win a game this year for the first time. Uh, but what, yeah. what? I mean, when you were playing back then, and did it did it get talked about when you guys went to Chapel Hill? Like, you know, we had never won at Chapel Hill. Was it kind yeah. of a, a a topic of conversation? Oh yes, it's always a tough one. You know. Before Clemson, I believe, before they won this year, the game that I was there as a freshman with Larry Nance, I think it was like 75, 72, was the closest we came to beating Carolina. And we could have won that game. That was a close game. I was a freshman then. You can look it up. It was a close game. That's the closest we had came in all these years of winning that game against Carolina at Carolina. Let me see if I can pull up the... Yeah, it's in there. Because I just had it up a few minutes yeah. ago. Because uh, I remember reporters calling me years ago and said, you guys still had the closest game that you ever played there at Little Joe. So, I mean, not at Little Joe, but at uh, uh, Carolina. I think that was the closest game in those 40 years. I, I almost sure it was at, at now, now, that was this was your sophomore year. You guys, you guys lost 77-72. At Carl okay. Michael, yeah, because they were ranked. Okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they were ranked number two at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was close. It was close. Yeah, that was no. really close. <laughs> Those games were close. We were always that, just like a number two off of being one of the better teams. Yeah, they always had. You def- you're know, definitely right team. there. Uh, <laughs> so, let's talk yeah, about. Uh, Talk about what you, what, how you felt playing for Coach Ellis. You just had him for a short time, but what was it like playing for Coach Ellis? Because he's definitely one of the uh, legendary coaching clips in history. Right. Came in right away, met with me, and said, hey, look, I'm going to do right by you. You know, you got to earn what you got to do, but I know I already watched film. You're a heck of a player. You're going to be you. We're going to need you. You are the captain. But I'm telling you right now, so go ahead and put all the work in and be ready to do what you need to do. He done that from day one. I mean, I had a great report. I had a great report with both coaches. Right. Still do, you know. I know Coach Foster has, has went on, you know, passed on. But, right. And so, and so it was good for me. I mean, I have no, nothing but good things to think about, you know, having that one year. Probably I might even been a, even a different type of player if I played him for maybe three or four years, because he had a faster-paced style, you know, and was more conducive to a pro-type player, you know. And I think that actually helped Horace and Davis and those guys. That's when they started to come out, because the game was a little bit different, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it was a little bit different at that time. So, yeah, and uh, then, that's what I can say about that. Then we'll talk about another guy that, that was a freshman that year, the guy that I really liked at Clemson. Uh, I always liked him at Clemson because he was a hard-working guy. 
uh, Grayson Marshall. What was it like playing with Grayson Marshall? Oh, you know, Grayson, they call him the GM. He was always confident. Confident, I mean, from day one when he walked in there, he was going to be the captain. He actually took over that point guard position late on in the season when my senior year. Going to distribute the basketball. You could count on him. Getting the ball up the court, distributing it for you, hitting those clutch free throws, doing something special that, that the scout report said he couldn't do. You know, he was that type of player. Yeah. You know, and you know, and so yes, always love Grayson. Yeah. Wish I could have played longer with him. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I really feel like yeah, if you'd have had another another year with this group with Grayson Martin, mm-hmm. with uh, Horace Grant. Uh, with Chris yeah. Harper there, you guys, like you said, you were one one player away, it felt like, all the time. And, and you had another year yeah. there with that group, man, it, it, yeah. it could have been an awesome time for Clemson. But you you guys end up losing in the IT to Chattanooga. Uh, what, what, what was it like, you know, and I know how it was. I've just played, just playing high school sports, you know, the last game of your career. Uh, in college, and you and you, what was it? What was the feeling like knowing you played your last game at Clemson? It was heartbreaking. Oh my God, it was heartbreaking. Going on the road, playing play a team that we should have won against. You know, we felt like, hey, you from the Big ACC. You know, when you play in the ACC, you supposed to go on the road and win one or two games. You know what I mean? We lost that game by Jill Wilkins, I think. Ball came off and he jumped over one of our guys' head and, and dunked it back in and won the game basically in oh. Chattanooga. Oh man, I remember that. I can, I can, I can see myself. Lose. You guys lost. I was so upset. I was so upset. I didn't speak to nobody. I was because <laughs> my career was over. Yeah, and that's when everything really sunk in. Because now I'm on my own. You know, it was it. You know, you're not, you're not. You know, you really. Part of the organization as much anymore. Yeah, and about bouncing the ball, and it was heartbreaking on that bus ride home. I kid you not. I can I can see it here today. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you I, know, I always say <laughs> I, football was always a sport that I loved more than anything. And uh, the last game I played, I can remember. I didn't I didn't take I mean helmet or nothing off for like maybe an hour after that game was over with. I just right. didn't, I just didn't want it to end. I mean, it was, yeah, I, 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 I knew I, if I took it off, it was over. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, but it, it's just a bad feeling. So what what did you do after after Clemson? After I went to Clemson, after Clemson, you know, I I was in the draft and I didn't understand, you know, about the draft back in the days to have representation. I think I just had a lawyer. See, this is some of the mistakes I made back in the day. I didn't understand being a younger kid and didn't understand all of that. And then I had people, I think Sports Illustrated had me picking the bottom of the first round. There's a, I actually was picked to be way up because I was an ACC player, you know. Right. And I remember Indiana called me and said, hey, look, we're going to get you in the bottom. They called me. That didn't happen. I didn't go to the draft and none of that comes. I didn't have no representation, nobody really talking for me. You know, you, that means something. Most guys don't understand that. But I got to understand that later in my career when I got into basketball management and stuff. So, and got drafted in the, in the fourth round, matter of fact. I didn't get, went all the way to the fourth round. Back then it was like seven rounds. Yeah, I remember. 
and I went to Indiana, uh, you know, uh, the rookie camp, and came out of that good. You know, they kept me. They cut some other rookies. And then I remember they invited me back to vet's camp. So I went to vet's camp, was there for until right before the end of the season started, right right in that area. And that and they had everybody then. I mean, I think we had Dwayne McClain. We had two guys off the national championship team who ended up playing with me in the CBL, my team, later on. And then this was crazy. When I walked in, I, I kid you not, I walked in that first day in the locker room of Indiana in Vets camp, and I heard someone say, hey, Vets. And I turned around, and it was David Thompson. Wow. Did you not? I turned around, and he's like, hey, man, come in, man. I was so homeboy was talking to me. Like, you know, here, I didn't know David like that, right? Yeah. You know, but- you know, <laughs> oh, my God. You, I like to melt it. I'm that like, had oh to be a God, big thrill there for you. Yeah, oh, yeah, even the guys in the locker room, the guy, this guy, no, DT, he was the big talker to get the day. But anyway, long story short, went through training camp. Finally got down the cut. I talked to the, the coaches, called me, and they said, I'm going to tell you right now, Vince, this is true. They told me, they said, you're really outplayed every all, all our guards in this in this camp right now. You actually outplayed all of them. We can't keep you. We got this down guaranteed contract. We got this down guaranteed contract. You got a little contract, but they got big contracts, and our owners want them. It's exactly what they do. I understand how that works. Because these guys was in the national championship that year. Yeah. They ain't going to let you go. You understand what I mean? And you're not going whether you outplay them or not. So, got cut, went home, stayed in shape, got a call from CBA, Bill Musselman at that time, Eric Musselman's dad, right. went to Tampa Bay, <laughs> went down there. Every guy down there had played in the NBA on the team. And was already on the team except me, right? I made the team. Sidney Lowe was the starting guard, point guard. You know, Sidney Lowe, Sidney Lowe. Yeah. And he was like, man, yeah. He was the starting point guard for that team. And he, and he, he said, yeah, you made the team. So I got in the locker room the game, the day of the game. They called, the coach called me and said, look, man, you've been traded. <laughs> I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I go get traded to Worcester, Massachusetts. That's up there where the Celtics are. Right. And sometimes we played scrimmage games and different things, and we would have, we had our back, have birds show up and show up. Look at that. We had all kind of, I stayed there for two weeks. The only, there's another player was on that team with was Delaney Rudd. White so, horse, yeah. And then I get traded to Bangor, Maine. Oh, my God. The same year. Here I am, a young kid, going to a big school, having all this stuff. Now I'm out on my own with all these men and all this toughness, making a lot of money. And, I mean, it was fierce competition. I, it was actually tougher competition than when I went to NBA Vets camp. I, I was amazed how the competition was unreal, <laughs> like, you know, for them jobs. But I survived it. I survived it. And then the next year after that, I, I got traded again. Uh-huh. To, to Theo Jackson in Albany, New York. Oh, wow. And for the year was over with, I got traded to lacrosse. That's where I ended up at. For the rest of my career in lacrosse, Wisconsin. Yeah. So, 
Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's a little. That made me tired just hearing about it. But how much no, you moved no around? Guaranteed <laughs> no guaranteed contracts. No guaranteed contracts. So you actually have to. Sometimes we had sixty guys come through in a year. If you didn't beat them out, you wasn't on the team. That's wow. how tough it was. But I, I managed to play ten years without getting cut. You know, so I must have been doing something right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so what are you up to now? Oh, what I'm doing now, um, uh, I was, I had a, we just actually, my wife and I, we had a chiropractic business. We just sold. I'm getting in age now, you know, I, and we just sold that. So I was in the health field. I also got a, a, a company that, um, uh, people coaching company, um, uh, that I've ran. Also work for, um, like the, the school district and tribes up here. Um, coaching young people, okay. uh, and also, um, as a, I'm a coach also, you know, on the ADU circuit for the YMC and that kind of stuff, I volunteer. So I'm, I've been busy, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've kind of retired, but I don't like to ever say I'm retired, I don't believe in ever retiring as I am, I'm a worker, that's what I am, so I'm retired on the clock, so. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of people are busier after they retire than they were actually when they worked. I don't know how yeah. is that, you know, because, you know, but it's a, I, I can guess it's a total difference when, you, when you're able to do what you want to most of the time. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. So, it is. And, I, and I'm enjoying my family. That's what I'm doing. I, have, I started late. I got married. Like, I didn't get married until I was like 36. And I have my kids, and I have one is 22, one is graduating this year is 18, and one is 14. So, oh wow, you you were you right in there with uh with uh, my, <laughs> yeah. like I said, I got a I got a soon to be 16 year old. As a matter of fact, this yeah. Sunday, so uh, yeah, I know I know what you're doing there. Um, <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna ask you a, a few quick hitting questions, and and then I'll let you go. Uh, Toughest opponent to guard, toughest guy you had to guard. You know, that's a. I, I, you mean the toughest uh, in the ACC? Yeah, I would, or, we could say just just if it's a couple of guys, that's fine. Just at your time, anybody you played at Clemson. You know, there's there's quite a few guys, but I would say for sure. You know, MJ was one of the toughest guys to go right. when I had to go at him. He was definitely one of them. And no, no doubt about that. Did you know? I? And, you know, but there's a, there's a lot of guys saying was tough, though. I mean, it was, you know, you had to underestimate some of these guys that was, that was in the league, uh, in the ACC during the time. You know, there's a lot of... Oh, yeah. I, I don't really want to... You know, <laughs> but... He was definitely one of the tougher guys. Did uh, you know, did he ever trash talk you? You know, I kid you not. Mike and me had a really good. I don't know. I know everybody else has got that relationship. I don't know. We had this this friendly relationship. I don't know what it is. His brother. I mean, his high school coach was my assistant coach, high school brother. Okay. And we was on different spectrums of the thing. So in the summertime, I guess they had foster parents then. He would come up to my area, and we would play basketball in the summer against each other. 
And we didn't really talk, though. We went at each other, though. I mean, we went at each other. It was unreal street ball. And so we always had this. He would, when, I, when he came to Clemson, he would come over. I would go over to his room, him and Buzz Peterson, and play cards and hang out with my kids. And then vice versa when I went to his <laughs> That's, That's right. pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We, we were actually uh, on the same South team for the Olympic National Sports Festival together. So we were on the same team. And I remember, this is why I said I love ACC. I remember I coached the first game we played, Patrick, you went and all them. It was the South, East, and North, Dark Rivers on one team, and all of the other guys. The coach said, you ACC boys think y'all bad, don't you? <laughs> this is what the coach told us. We had three ACC guys on our team. So we didn't start that first game. I didn't. Jordan didn't. Buzz Peterson didn't. We lost. And the next game, next day, he started us. We won all the rest of the games. We ended up with the silver medal. But he didn't, wouldn't even start us. Oh, my gosh. Just I mean, he was, Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he actually was assistant coach for Indiana. So he had it out. Oh, had, yeah. He, he didn't have to do that ACC teams. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> that explains yeah. it all there. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. So, uh, yeah. Favorite place to play besides Little John? Oh, okay. Well, definitely one of my the favorite place to play was the in uh, uh, Carmichael. Right. Even though we didn't win, I remember when I was younger, and coach my coach in high school would take us to those clinics down there, and we'd be sitting in that Carmichael up in the stands. I'd be looking out on the court. I never. I should say I never. I thought I would end up in one of them locker rooms one day, and I did. Wow. Oh, yes, That's for sure. Cool. Yes, indeed. Yes, okay. Yes. Now, the last thing, and this could be a couple of things, but I think I know one of them at least. Favorite memory while you were at Clemson? Winning against North Carolina. I knew that. My senior year. <laughs> I knew it could be that one. I could go home, I could actually go off in the sunset, go home, and have that respect for, you know, that I couldn't, you couldn't find that kind of respect. But you had to, you couldn't get back, and I couldn't walk back on that ground in North Carolina ever again without at least getting one. Right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's a memory uh, that would always stay in my mind, no doubt about that. Yeah, that's definitely. That. And actually went against Indiana. That yeah, sticking my man too. Yeah, that was a national champions that year. That's right. That's right. So oh. I'm not going to take up any more of your time, Mr. Hamilton. But I, I really appreciate you doing this. Like I said, you're, you're one of the guys that uh, really stuck out for Clemson back then with me. Uh, it's, it's been a big thrill to be able to interview you. Anytime I can get a, a ACC guy from that area, especially you, uh, it, it's a great thrill for me to be able to talk. It's kind of, and I tell these guys, tell these guys that I interview just like you, it's kind of surreal that these guys I watched on TV back in the day and, you know, pulled for or pulled against or whatever, you know, that I'm getting to talk to them and, and hear you talk about these memories you had while you were playing in the ACC. It, it's, it's really surreal for me to be able to do that. And I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule and doing this. Oh, thank you a lot. I appreciate everything. It gives me a good feeling just to get off the phone and think about those memories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely think about those <laughs> memories. That's, that's, that's some great times back then, definitely. Guys, that yeah. is Vince the Prince Hamilton on the final score. We'll see you next week.